0: What would you do if you had one more day? If you're Spider-Man, you'd probably spend it trying to come up with a magical cure for your dying ant's particularly deadly form of lead poisoning. But if you're J. Michael Straczynski, you'd probably want to use that time to rethink some of the storytelling decisions you made up to this point. Join Roastmasters Nick and Bruno as they endure what is perhaps the most controversial comic ever published. It's Spider-Man One More Day by the can't-get-any-higher-profile creative team of J. Michael Straczynski and Joe Quesada as they ram Peter Parker's marriage straight into an iceberg in the shape of the devil himself on this week's home-wrecking episode of Oh God, it burns. All right. Good evening, everybody. My name is Nick. My name is Bruno. And this is another episode of Hello oh oh Birds. Birds! And this time we're continuing the story of the Stacy twins as set up in the classic Sins Past. Uh, this one uh, and one the not more so day.
1: Sins Remembered. And not,
0: not so classic Sins Remembered. The the thing that actually killed anything that was classic about the original story.
1: Okay.
0: But now we're jumping into one more day, which honestly does not feature any Stacy twins. No. But there is an interesting story to this. So one more day I actually ran through four di- uh, three different spider titles. It was uh, Amazing Spider-Man 544, um, Sensational Spider-Man number 21 and I believe it was Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number 14. Can you yeah. prove that for me, Bruno? I'm
1: uh, looking it up right now. Come on, so, I got
0: to be right. I got to be right. Uh, please tell me. And of course Amazing Spider-Man 545.
1: All right, let me see here. Bruno, uh, you're
0: killing me. I'm right. If yep, you... you're right. I'm <laughs> right. Yes!
1: <laughs>
0: My memory is a steel trap. There's something about like this era of Spider-Man where I can I can nail an issue and I can tell you everything that's about it down to like the inker and the colorist. Like it, it's it's pretty crazy, and I like to pat myself on the back with it. But one more day is more infamous than almost any other Spider-Man story that has ever. Been told, and it shows up on more.
1: Almost there
0: is one that trumps it. Huh? Clone Saga. Oh, Clone Saga. No, I think one more day, totally. No, totally destroyed. Because Clone Saga has people that still like it. Clone Saga had Ben Riley. No, no. no. It has stands.
1: People like the the fallout from it that Ben Riley was introduced. No one liked the Clone Saga like grand reveal. That Peter Parker, that we've been reading for the last 20 years, is the clone all along. No one liked the fallout from that. Yeah. That that part everyone forgets about, because then it was confirmed, nope, we were right the first time. That's Peter, that's Ben, we're good. And then everything that came from it afterwards is alright, but no, at the time, people still loved the whole clone saga, and com- that's why Spider-Side's never been back. All right. <laughs> Spider-Side! All right. The worst Spider-Clone? Like, the most powerful, but yet the worst. Because yeah. it's like if Ant-Man and uh, Spider-Man had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad.
0: But we uh, when getting back into this, actually, I do want to make one one note about that. I was actually listening to an interview with Terry Cavanaugh, who's by the way like infamously one of the worst uh spider-man writers ever he he did the facade story (laughs) (laughs) which i'm sure we'll get to cover sometime later but the whole build-up was just like who's facade who's facade and then he ended the story and no one knew who the hell facade was and it became like a punchline Dan Slot brought up later where he's just like oh hey uh, I'm gonna go ahead and reveal my name you will know who evil is facade truly is then he went to go take his mask off and then Spider-Man just whipped his face shut he was like don't have time for this dude He's got to run but Terry Cavanaugh went on record he's just like and then the editorial came down and said no this is our new Peter Parker uh, Peter Parker is not Spider-Man anymore it's Ben Riley." and then Terry Cavanaugh was just like Mmm, nah. Yeah. <laughs> You're saying that now. You're saying that now, but it's not going to be the case. But I still believe, despite what you are saying, Bruno, that Clone Saga has more fans than One More Day because the concept that it's very core, just like Sin's Past, is something that is so offensive to the fan base that after you read it, you just don't want to give it the time of day. And the question we're asking here, is it unfairly judged by this?
1: I hate to break it to you, Nick. I was was off by one. It was friendly Spider-Man 24, not 14.
0: Friendly neighbor Spider-Man 24? 24.
1: Motherfucker! (laughs) I'm sorry. I was looking it up. One stuck out. That's what I was trying to find. You were 10 off.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) Well. You got
1: the other ones right. Two out of
0: three ain't bad. We're packing it up. We're leaving it. But today we're talking about one more Boy. day which is infamously the story where Spider-Man who is a character who does a lot of science fiction and he also does a lot of grounded mobster type of stories and he works best in those arenas. He met up with Mephisto.
1: Well, the spoiler. devil, spoiler. The story, yeah.
0: <laughs> spoiler for this story he this had, is tattooed on the brains of anyone thinking of going into comics before they even like, get to he it. He had
1: his version of It's a Wonderful Life, but it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's essentially what this story is. It's his version of uh, It's a Wonderful Life. It's
0: all about Aunt May. She's in the hospital. She's been shot. She's been dying because Spider-Man was such a fool that he sided with Tony Stark at the beginning of the superhero Civil War. Famously amassed himself in the second issue, which caused a media frenzy. All of his enemies started understanding who it was. Uh, My favorite, I think, was J. Jonah Jameson. Once he found out, he was just like, oh, man. Like, I got to apologize to this kid because I really do love this kid, which is really touching. But then Venom, Eddie Brock, started going after him, um, which I believe he didn't remember who he was at that time. Um, And then Kingpin famously... In the Back and Black story, the one that immediately preceded this, was he hired a hitman to take out Peter Parker, but Peter Parker, hiding in a, motel, a room. motel room with Mary Jane and Aunt May, found out he was about to get shot, so he dove and knocked Mary Jane to the ground, but Aunt May was sitting on the bed right behind him, and she took the bullet to the chest.
1: Yeah. So he couldn't save both of them, and he took, chose one. Yeah. I mean, either way, I think it would have resolved the same way if you saved Aunt May and it was her. He would would still be doing well, it. Well, she'd
0: make a deal with uh, Mephisto and be like, listen, Aunt May, I can't be your kid anymore.
1: That's right. <laughs> got to save my wife. That's right. Wait, how did you know about you being my kid? Did you <laughs> 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 Who told? Damn it, Ben.
0: It was <laughs> Mark Miller. Yeah. <which laughs> Listen, Peter, you don't know this, but
1: she's really a mom. Instead of a fist, Mark Miller shows up for, one,
0: for the. New you one. were a baby inside here.
1: <laughs> Came out screaming, smacked her ass, and you got spider powers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on that point, can't you? Back to our story. So go
0: ahead, Bruno. Can you go ahead and give us a rundown of the plot? Of okay. one more day.
1: Well, um, you pretty much lend out the good opening. Uh, mm-hmm. Aunt May has been shot, and uh, at this particular point, uh, they had to. They're still undercover, so they can't use their identities. Can't use their money. They rush her to a hospital. And she's listed essentially as a Jane Doe, and the doctors are like, you know, first off, there's the story of how are they going to pay for this because she's got a gunshot wound, and they've stabilized her, but they can't keep providing her with you know round the clock care.
0: Especially since she she she, yeah, she's so old. Yeah, she's so old that it's like, there's how can we possibly fix this without like, giving further complications that are really terrible? So
1: and so that's like maybe if you hadn't like the the first portion of it is like maybe if you had insurance. Uh, Maybe there was something we could do, but as of right now, we're gonna have to just put her out um, Once she's stable just put her in the like charity ward essentially Uh, and spider-man at his wits end uh, decides to go ahead and uh, go to the one person that he deemed responsible for this besides himself and uh, That was Tony Stark Mm-hmm. Uh, and tell Tony him.
0: Stark was the guy who convinced him to go public mm-hmm. and it would never happen if he didn't which take that mask off I
1: remember reading and I was so excited with all the changes that were going on in Peter's life because everything was coming up Peter, I mean he was living in the Avengers Tower he was Tony Stark's golden boy, uh, he had a new uh, spider suit which was wicked awesome mm. um, everything was going good and you're like wow Like, there's no way they're going to just nope, they did <laughs> like, they absolutely took everything <laughs> away from him all because he took off his mask. <clears throat> and uh having gone to Tony Stark, uh Tony Stark indirectly comes through um and uh goes ahead and takes care of her uh money situation. Mm. But um then we have the issue of she's still dying and we need to save her. So uh Peter Parker at his wit's end goes essentially on a to Doctor Strange. The first and foremost if you're gonna be a superhero you might as well go to the doctor mm-hmm. um if you
0: if you've got dr strange at your disposal and you know he dabbles in the mystical arts and you're like hey magic might be the thing that could save me then you're gonna be knocking on his door
1: so he did and uh dr strange is like look i can do a lot of things but this is against the natural order you know it wasn't some villain she took a bullet uh her time's come she's getting up there in age, you know, that what you should do is what anyone should do at this time. Go be by her side and give her closure. Um, that's the best advice I can give you. And Peter wasn't having it. So uh, in the spirit of fairness, uh, Dr. Strange is like, look, you're on, you're running out of time, but I will do something for you. So he uses his magic and he essentially creates like an open, uh, like all, every possibility, uh, like essentially sends out like spider ghosts to all these different, like, people, everyone from, like, Mr. Fantastic to, like, villains like Doctor Doom, any and everywhere that Spider-Man could think of to ask for help, and the answer is always the same. Yeah, she's old. She's old. You're done. The like, bitch is brittle. Like She's about to crack. There's nothing's gonna happen. She done. Like, it yeah. is over. Um, and Spider-Man uh, attempts to uh, fix that by using the very magic to try to turn back time, but he doesn't understand it and can't use it right, and again barriers prevent him from actually getting to accomplish what he wants to accomplish which is stopping the bullet from hitting her
0: yeah and i really like the scene too where he goes back and he's actually in the motel across from uh where they were staying yeah. and he's there with the shooter and he's going up she's like i've got to punch this guy out i'm gonna knock no- him out and he goes to swing and he goes straight through his head
1: he's just a phantom He he, does he can't interact at all no, he's just there to witness the time unfold, so he now he has to relive the moment twice. Mm-hmm. And then there's the consequences that come from that, which is things trying to correct themselves. I think it was the
0: Night Stalkers. Yeah. They came out, they're like the time cops of yeah. the... Mol- like, uh, or
1: if you've watched, like, the Arrow universe, or, like, the, the Time Phantoms, or the Time yeah. Rates, they're just essentially... They only pop up whenever someone needs to, like, not be messing with time, despite, like, superheroes having the ability to do that almost at, like like at just a thought like oh you know what I'm gonna go fix time but yeah. like whenever we don't want Mr. you Fantastic to Mr. Fantastic can go back
0: whenever hell he wants but yeah, whenever we don't want to, go to
1: suddenly there's these night stalkers that show up but they're like they're clocking in almost kind of like there's a like a guest list and he just didn't make quite make the cut like no we're gonna bounce you you're done yeah <laughs> get the hell out
0: of here so uh yo yeah. you you're not time traveler by nature <laughs> you're a
1: spider Crawly man you should not be in these time streams I'm gonna bite your damn arm off so he gets sent back to his, uh, Stephen manages to save him and bring him back. And now he's all like even more crippled and injured. Um, yeah. and on the way out of the, uh, Sanctum Satorium, he sees this little girl who is very cryptic about what, what she saying. Well, it wasn't
0: a little girl that he saw. It was a red bird. And this red bird has been, uh, flying after
1: him throughout like the whole series. Like he's been, been there. But In the, the background. At, well, it was yeah, that, that that was the bird, and then it took the form of the red girl because that's what he started chasing down the alley. Yeah, he started chasing the bird
0: down here. he's just like he got out and he's just like, Man, there's nowhere to save my Aunt May. that looks at me and he's like, That fucking bird. This bird's been dogging me, man. I'm gonna take after it. So he takes out all his frustration to chase it down and then turns into a little girl yep. that leads him through a version of it's a wonderful life.
1: Yeah. Essentially. <laughs> where he's Well, it's a not so wonderful life. A not so wonderful
0: life. And where he starts to real- meet different versions of himself, like the fat Peter Parker. Who uh, got out of high school, decided he was powerless, and just started developing video games and software, and now he just spends all of his time playing video games and being a fat fuck, um,
1: there's just a, so he can feel control in his situation. There's a super patent uh, Peter Parker, the businessman that's like in a limo, that uh, owns everything, but is so spiteful because he never got to join in on any of the clubs, because he he spent all his money, or all his time, like creating these patents and gaining rich and gaining all this never built a support structure so he's always the last man out and even though he can buy women left and right he still thinks about the one they got away which was mj at this point
0: well, I'm not sure well, if... It was a, we're it was, looking at that when it was MJ. But, I mean, if you look in his glass, they do have the reflection of the okay. woman in there, and it does look like a very MJ figure. Yeah. But if we're going back and looking at, chronologically in the time stream... It would probably be Gwen. It would probably be Gwen Stacy. But, since the story is so
1: MJ-centered... I think it was MJ. It probably was supposed to be an MJ. It was, it was probably supposed to be. Because, I mean, it would make sense, because at the time, it would have been Gwen, uh, being that it was high school. But, like, I, I think the, because of the whole point was the big reveal that all of these visions were generated because he's at a crossroad and he's brought up to this crossroad by mephisto marvel's version of the devil who <clears> presents <throat> him with a way out and then he's like look she's dying you have about uh you don't have a lot of time so i'm gonna give you a decision and he's like fine i'll sell myself and he's like no no you don't get off that easy i don't want that it's like i i take your soul now yeah, all that's going to happen is I'm going to be
0: BDSM torturing you forever, yeah. and who, that's no fun.
1: Yeah, like, that's not fun. Why would I want to whip you? Yeah, because you're always just going to defy it, and then it's like, your your soul actually gets stronger because you gave it up. Sac- like, I've been down this road. Yeah. Yeah, we're not falling for this crap. No, no. no. I want you to feel real pain. It's like, I was like, there's something more that I crave more than just souls to corrupt, and that is to corrupt something even purer than a soul, which is love. And in this case, it's the love between... Peter Parker and MJ at this point they are married in continuity and he's like I'm going to take away your marriage and I'm going to make sure that you two never get together and mm. they're like you know uh, Peter's stunned and he's like I can't make this decision alone and it's like well what a coincidence and he points and it they're back in the hotel room and he's like running in and there's Mephisto giving the same spiel to Mary Jane and she's like I can't make this decision alone so now they're together and they have to make a call about whether or not um, they go. They they can go and do this. He so he gives them like twenty four hours to decide. And sure enough, they um, this is the part where a lot of people forget because everyone says that he gave up and he was actually the one, but he was still on the fence. The one that made the decision for him was MJ. Mm-hmm. She actually was the one that said, "We'll do it," um, but she has some conditions of her own, meaning, and this is how they fixed uh, Peter Parker's identity issue, no one's going to remember who Peter was. Uh, Spider-Man and Peter Parker are going to be, as far as the world's concerned, two different people. And he agrees to it. And then they have their like little epic, you know, moment where they're like, we'll find each other no matter what. And it kicks off like Mr. Miyagi, wax on, wax off. It goes to White and Start anew.
0: Peter Parker's a slob eating pancakes straight out of a pan. He's running late to his best friend's uh, surprise party. And lo and behold, the best friend is Harry Osborne! Not dead. My favorite Green Goblin, my
1: favorite supporting character. He's finally back.
0: And I was I, just like, what? Huh? <laughs> this this feels good.
1: Well, I think this is also in response to how well um, Harry was portrayed by James Franco in the movies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, we can't use the character, he's dead. You mean
0: like when he was eating pie in that diner? Yeah. (laughs) He was like, I really don't like pie.
1: (laughs) But I I was like, if we bring him back, you know, it's going to be weird. He can't just be Harry. He's going to be something that was brought back. So
0: Yeah, and he he was talking about like, well, you know, I've been in Europe so long doing rehab, and he's back with this really hot-looking biracial girl, and then a really mousy, still hot girl that comes in right behind him, Carly Cooper, who we'll get to know. Very well in Brand New Day. Yes. But also, Mary Jane is there. And Peter Parker, like, he's kind of just kind of like looking at her. And he's just like, oh, she's here. And Flash even makes think, like a comment. He's like, oh, she's still sorry about this whole thing. So Peter Parker doesn't remember anything. No. But it's clear that Mary Jane still remembers something. And she still feels, like, anguish over this. Mm-hmm. So she leaves and goes down. And at the end, they go ahead and do this big old toast. And, of course, Peter isn't drinking. No, he's not. Because Peter's not a drinker. And he goes up. One more day. Let's go for, for, toast to a brand new day. Big ol' letters. Foreshadowing, foreshadowing, foreshadowing. And when he goes up, his
1: sleeve pulls down just enough so that you can see that he's got his mechanical web shooters back. That's right. He's not organic anymore. And for that is a plot point for those of you that haven't really followed it or would be going back.
0: Um, which we did cover this in the last
1: episode, but did. Peter
0: Parker got organic
1: web shooters twice. Yes. <laughs> yes, he did. Um, once... I, I forgot. One of them was directly tied because of the movie. The other one is just because they thought it was. The that was that most... was the
0: uh, the the uh, not the other. It was the, the, the spi- Spider-Man this, disassembled. disassembled. Disassembled with Paul Jenkins and the Spider-Man Ramos.
1: disassembled. Because we we mentioned it, but we didn't mention exactly how he got his web So in Spider-Man disassembled, uh, disassembled, he meets the Spider Queen, and she basically has the power to control insect life. So what she does is she uses her power to overwhelm him, and he turns into a giant spider. And at the end of the story, he bursts from the giant spider, like, from its, like, thorax, like, full-on Peter Parker. But this time, he now has organic uh, web shooters. And as we find out later on for a couple of issues, the powers to actually speak to insects, which is weird because he's a spider, but it's but, never used, But, but so then who cares? he uses all the instances. Because he used for like a couple of issues, because he realizes he has that ability, but then it's like uh, Ant-Man is getting mad, so we can't do that anymore. Yeah,
0: as opposed to the story The Other, yes. which is the sequel to the More Lung story, and the Ezekiel stuff kind of building up to it, where Peter goes into a cocoon because he becomes like a spider, because and he then he bursts bu- forth with organic web shooters
1: and a fucking spike. Yeah, well, because he got uh, beaten to like <clears throat> death by Moreland, basically... And he couldn't recover, so he spun himself in the cocoon. Which spiders don't do that, by the way. Those are <laughs> butterflies. When you spin yourself into a cocoon,
0: you're just inviting other spiders to drink your ass.
1: Yeah. So he basically turned himself in an all-you-can-eat treat for other spiders. Yeah. And burst forth from it with, again, like organic web shooters mm-hmm. and these weird stingers. That were not not sure what they were made of because like they weren't wood. It was
0: like, Peter Parker's just like forearm bone that jumped out, and every time he, it did, he was like, "Whoa, oh, son
1: of a bitch!" <laughs> that, like, that, would, that would that made more sense. Instead, it was like he had a spider like like coming out. He was of Use it approximately
0: arm. like three times in Friendly Neighborhood Spider Man, and yeah. that was it. Like,
1: that, and then they're like, you know, this is kind Peter of,
0: David picked up on well, it's it. It's kind of
1: was, creepy because he's got spider parts inside of him. It was like we probably should just drop that off, and then as organic web shooters started failing him and I think they just pretty much wrote them out all and just back to web shooters. Mm-hmm. I think that was... Well, the- this was
0: the, the official like restart right here where we had him back to organic web shooters yeah. and uh, he was uh, using the organics... To begin with, and like uh, when he's emptying it all out on Tony Stark when he meets him in the
1: well I, in I know, the alleyway. But prior to that, they were starting to do the transition because they did mention like he was like having issues with them. So he's like, I gotta have these as backups, yeah. Uh, just to kind of almost like they were trying to ease the transition, but then like one more day, it's like we fixed it. Never happened.
0: They they were trying to turn it into like an erectile dysfunction <laughs> type of thing, where it's just like, oh man, I can't focus right now. Go with Spider, us. go! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you've seen the they original- turn him into Arsenal
1: you- I was gonna say if you've seen them, if you've seen the original Spider-Man you'll understand the like, go Spider-Go Shazam <laughs> nothing was working oh. I swear this doesn't
0: happen to me very often whereas Black Cat's just like doing all she can to like massage his wrist <laughs> get it going oh. oh it's awful but it's true but yeah, so uh, this story, this is where basically it ends. This is like the end of this whole era. And what makes this tied to the Gabriel Stacy, Sarah Stacy story was this was famously the story that J. Michael Szynski wanted to use to rewrite that out of continuity. She's like, yeah, I'll be able to do it. Yeah, it's okay. I'll make Norman Osborne the dad. I'll be able to write it out of continuity and it will never matter again. And then as it became more apparent, like, as they went down the road, they were like, hey, we can't just have, like, erase all this stuff and have it not matter. Mm -hmm. Like, we still have to have everything matter. And JMS is just like, how do you do that? I was like, well, we do something that you don't want (laughs) to (laughs) do. Then he goes, oh, man. And then he famously kind of starts tearing the thing apart, requests that his name comes off the book which I think even lent more to the flames of everyone just, like, hating it so much. was yeah. JMS walking off of it. Uh, eventually, they ended up uh, keeping him his name on the book, but they just put Joe Casada in as a co-writer. So it kind of, like, helped smooth it over just a little bit because he even mentioned, he was like, listen, I don't want to dick him over anything. Like, I've wrote this character for a long time, and I realize this isn't my character. This just isn't the way I wanted to, this to go down. Yeah. And, oh, the fanboys did scream.
1: Well, a lot of people were just mad because Spider-Man had found, like, a good niche with, like, he's finally getting things worked out. And his marriage was written well. Like, it was actually, yeah, that was the thing. It wasn't, like, clunky or anything. Like, I, first off, Superman has been married for God knows how long. And it yeah. works. Like, it worked because they never felt old, they never felt like alright, now comes the kids and like we're sitting around doing nothing and it was just I guess the the, concept, the whole idea was Marvel wanted to keep their character, especially with the movies coming and the increased fan base of people going in, they wanted to make sure that the people that were going to be picking up a comic book got the same Spider-Man that they got in the, uh, in the movies, which is a single Spider-Man and headman being married, they don't believe... You're not going to have them divorce.
0: Yeah, and if you go through everything that Spider-Man and Mary Jane has been through, you kind of understand why Joe Cassada specifically found it like that was one of the, the genies that he had to put back in the bottle. Yeah. Because at the time, they'd been married. They had had a baby. The baby died. Yeah. And that was like the whole thing that kicked off like that stretch after the Clone Saga where they're like, okay, so I'm getting my groove back and then famously like the final chapter right before the relaunch he was just like i'm gonna find my baby again norman osborne stole my baby but it turned out it wasn't baby may it was aunt may that he had stolen yeah. and like did all that stuff too it. so it's just like the baby just kind of got lost in transition and then after the relaunch she was killed in the plane crash supposedly kidnapped like taken off by this crazy stalker guy and there's just been so long where they just had no idea what the hell to do with the marriage so I guess going into this, like putting the genie back in the bottle, they decided, you know what? We're going to try our best to have some of the best Peter and MJ stories we can. And this whole stretch was so good with the marriage. Yeah. JMS wrote the hell out of it. The Sensational the Spider-Man, Spider-Man Annual that yep. we mentioned before and you actually had a recommendation for. Yeah. Um, that was like a perfect Mary Jane and Spider-Man story. Like, And every single book that they were written in she stopped being like the damsel in distress person she actually evolved into her own character that was super strong and deserved to be there on her own right i ride.
1: mean one of the best parts was how well she adopted to living in <clears throat> avengers tower like mm-hmm. she didn't just become peter's wife like she was up there with jarvis and and whatnot like she was toe-to-toe with like people like the wasps uh, swapping like fashion tips yeah. and things like that like she did not just she assimilated by, like, really by, well yeah Um, Even Aunt May, although yeah, Aunt May didn't Aunt May have something going, Jarvis? I was just about to say that Aunt May gets a lot of. Are you sure that the trouble is not in (laughs) canon? Because she (laughs) flirts with so many people. Jarvis,
0: I like those cucumber sandwiches. Why don't you throw that cucumber over this way?
1: (laughs) There's two things that are certain in the Spider-Man universe: is that. Aunt may is
0: a hoe. No, Aunt may gets hers. She gets, Aunt her- may gets hers. I would not call her a hoe because honestly. No, she's a kept
1: I- woman. She gets married. But yeah. she
0: gets hers. Like- Except in Trouble where she, she was a hoe.
1: <laughs> she got married to Doc
0: Ock. It's okay. She's in wedlock. Uh, after this, uh, J. Jonah Jameson's dad. <laughs> so, what was his name? J. Jameson? J. Jameson. J. Jameson. And uh, one of my favorite scenes when Peter walks in while they're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He's just like, oh, my God. What did I just see? Which I think was actually at the end of American Son, wasn't it? Uh, the this... well, one we're going to talk about later. Yeah, But... uh. It was, it's just, like, Aunt May, like, they've done a lot of really good stuff with her. But, like, during this era specifically, like, she knew who Peter Parker was. So there wasn't no more doting aunt. Like, she that was actually, knew and
1: she assimilated that well. That was such to a th- good issue where she discovered his, uh, his identity and walks in and he's all bandaged, like, on the floor. Like, or no, sorry, was on the He was in his bed
0: just, like, like and... Ramita Jr. drew the hell out of all the anguish and yeah. like the torment that he went through.
1: And she's just like taking it all in and comes out <laughs> for it a better person.
0: I'm sorry. My dog is starting to bark here. She doesn't know how to shut the hell up.
1: Come here, Andy. Come here, girl. She is also not a fan of one more <laughs> I like the marriage.
0: <laughs> Bring the marriage back. All right. Let's go, girl. I'm going to put you out. There she goes. There she goes. Good girl. Oh. <laughs> I totally did not just accidentally shut her door, uh, tail in the door <laughs> as we were leaving. But she didn't seem like she mattered. I think I did it gingerly enough that she was okay. But yeah, so all the Spider-Man fanboys like cried foul when this came out big time. And honestly, they did have ground to stand on because this was the best the supporting cast had been. In years, it's the yeah. best the marriage had been written since it started. Yeah. Like, and to just take all of that stuff away, and in a way that is like,
1: it's a demon. Not only is a it demon, it's Satan. Not, not only that, but it was a cop out because like we all wanted to see the fallout of Spider-Man's identity being out there and how he would rebuild, and instead, yet the do over. Yeah, like it's just it's uh, a sketch. It's right up there with the, this is all a dream. It's like. Magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no one remembers your Spider-Man anymore. You get a pass. Which is a really, really
0: lame premise, and mm. I get why people are upset. It's the same thing. If you put down like the plot synopsis of Sins Past in front of me, I'd be like, "This is bullshit."
1: Yeah.
0: I could see the plot synopsis of one more day. And I was like, "This is bullshit," but. This story is not just its plot synopsis alone. Uh, This story is actually written with care.
1: It was actually a really good uh, homage to everything that makes Peter. Peter, you have the overwhelming sense of responsibility. Uh, What happens when that responsibility is greater than the power you have? Mm -hmm. Um, All the lives that Peter didn't lead and how easily he could be someone else that he's not. Um, You have everything as far as like the peter parker and, and even the disillusion of their marriage was still a strong point because at no point did peter say i'm gonna do it or did mary jane be like do it for him they came together and they struggled with it and came to a decision as a couple and actually to show how strong she was in the marriage She's the one that started to pull the trigger, and then peter <clears throat> like well the was like, well, it takes two, so you have to be on board too and he finally conceded
0: Then they actually had like a really, really strong conversation about it, it was just yeah. like like Mary Jane clearly did not want to leave him. Well. He did not clearly want to leave Mary Jane, <clears throat> and they were also thinking like, I like when Mary Jane approached him. was like, have you ever just thought that maybe this is her time
1: and, and this is actually and like a, maybe this is
0: to... where it just. goes right now and then peter just goes off to like well it's not her time yet because i can't be responsible for this it was
1: like if she dies in her sleep years from now that's fine but like this was clearly because i jumped out of the way the bullet was meant for me yeah and had the bullet hit me i probably would have survived and she can't Mm -hmm. so it the overwhelming guilt that comes with it and it, it actually I like how they explain that, because up until then, it, it takes it away from someone who's just not ready to let go of his elderly aunt. Who's yeah. Everyone else is seeing the writing on the wall. Like, if it's not this, it's cancer or something, she doesn't have a lot of years left in her. And he's like, that's fine, but whatever years she's left, they're hers. I, they shouldn't be taken away by me. And that was a powerful motivator and really kind of made the character made the story work. Mm-hmm. Um because it wasn't so much that he didn't want her to die. It's just he didn't want her to to take literally die for a bullet that was meant for him.
0: Yeah. And it's going back, too. It's just like there wasn't a lot of action in this. It was all very character-driven. Uh, all the action was the stuff leading up to this, which was in the back in black and all the other back in black tie-in issues across all the, the series showing how the fallout happened. And, yeah, I do want to see how he would have built himself back up coming through this. But I also feel like they had reached a point that a restart was kind of necessitated. And even the the decisions they made coming up to this, you knew that they were going to restart it Yeah. just based off of all the stuff that was going through. Because Spider-Man went through so many damn changes in such a short amount of time. He, no matter how well executed it was, this was going to turn it on its head big time. He was, and it's going to be something he, we he can't he come back from. He fell
1: from grace. I mean, every villain had his uh, bullseye on, on his back. Um, he was ousted from the superhero community, mm-hmm. um, essentially. because, because he won against... No, he, he was straight ousted because at this point, civil war had finished. <clears> yeah, and, civil war had finished. He half was the America one that gave up. Yeah. So Iron Man won.
0: <laughs> yeah. Not only did Iron Man win, but he was on Iron Man's side. Then he jumped off to the other side. So it's just like so.
1: All the heroes. All that... the heroes, like
0: all the heroes, are just like, oh, dude. Like, yeah, all really? the
1: heroes that are left are the ones that are pro-registration, and they're all like, you, you're a traitor. You defected and all the other ones that are anti-registration are either in hiding because they're still being hunted or they're with cat like you know they 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 gave up and they joined iron man's Thigh and like they came to it so for him to be like I stand my ground no like he's got no support he literally is just all by himself with trying to protect his family um i mean Jarvis he's got Jarvis which
0: he's got Jarvis who comes in and he's just like I loved her <laughs> He's just like, oh, I heard my cousin May Morgan is, and he breaks down. And he's just like, I love your aunt. I fucking love your aunt. Like, it's like what I wouldn't give just to have. Yeah. Then he turns to the camera and goes, one, one more, more day. day. <laughs> 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 that, he didn't really say that, <laughs> but no, that uh, would have lowered my score
1: significantly. Jar- Jarvis, Jarvis does that. come through because uh, two million dollar check. Well, you you saw the whole thing. It's like that wasn't just Jarvis because even then, um, we'll probably get into it when we get into the awards because I, I think that that would be a, a good plot point. So well, actually, after
0: after Spider Man totally like tried to beat the shit out of Tony Stark and then you realized know what? like
1: I think now is a good time to get into our awards because that's definitely something we should. Talk all right, about. here
0: we go, guys. Go for the awards so yeah, every the awards. single week. We go ahead and we list off some of the uh, the more notable aspects of this comic, and we we're gonna hold off a little bit on what we totally think about even though you can probably guess but we do have some awards that we're going to go ahead and give out to this we got three negatives and we also give one golden kernel which is the best part of this turd Mm -hmm. that we have right here so go ahead bruno you want to kick this one off because it does
1: come out directly of the conversation we were just having so the first one that we're going to go through is the i'm giving her all she's got i'm giving her all she's got (laughs)
0: All right, Mark Miller. <laughs> right.
1: Chill out, buddy. So Brent Morrison now. Get out good. So that's more unintelligible. <laughs> Rest check peace, Chekhov. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so we have uh, Spider-Man being that he needs money to get to keep Aunt May from going to the cancer ward goes to the one person who's got lots of money yeah. and is currently running things. And he says, listen, you son of a bitch. It, it, this would not have happened if it weren't for you. You're going to pay for this. He breaks right into like uh, into Avengers Tower, goes right into Tony Stark's office. Tony Stark's not even there, but he like, uh, sensors alert him, and he comes in like full Iron Man, and they meet in the alley down below. And it's basically like, you've got some balls, it's like dude. dude what, like, the, what the fuck is wrong with you? I took you in, you spat in my face, and now you're coming out for a handout? Who the you think you are yeah and he's like you don't understand I'm not here looking for just money it's for May she took a bullet It's like you remember her She like she was basically like the live-in nanny to all the superheroes she's and, making them wheat cakes and he's like I'm sorry I gotta turn you in it's the law and he's like I Spider-Man's just like I, I didn't want to do this like and I'm not even sure I could I've never like I've always held back on using my organic web shooters but I'm gonna let them go with uh, f- for everything that's left in me, and he blasts through, and he basically cocoons, like spray paints Iron Man with webbing, and like Which, sticks them to the, the wall. By the way,
0: awesome job yeah. by Joe
1: Casada, just amazing. because that was that was wall to wall just like spider like, webs. That's like the perfect splash page if you ever just want to put something up on your wall. Yeah, it's just uh, Iron Man just webbed up, completely immobile. And Spider-Man's sitting there, like, having just been exhausted from letting it all go. Mm -hmm. Um, and then he, uh, he's still, he's like, you need to help me. And he's like, there's nothing I can do. I would be breaking the law. And he, like, rips off Iron Man's, um, helmet. And he just talks directly to Tony Stark, like, man to man. And he's like, listen, do whatever you want with me. But that is May. You remember her. And she took a bullet because of this stupid mess that you got me into. Um... And then Iron Man was like, all right, I heard your story, rips off the webbing. He's like, I'm going to give you a pass next time I see you. I'm coming for you. And he goes to the hospital defeated to tell Mary Jane that he failed. And in comes Jarvis, like the freaking hero that he is. And he's like, because they can't even give her a last name. Yeah. Because it
0: would. She has to be Mae Morgan, even shit. though the doctor totally knows. But the, the doctor doctor's, absolutely knows. The doctor so cool. He's just like, listen, I know who you are. I read the papers. I saw that same press conference that everyone saw and you've got an unmistakable face but you saved my father or uncle? Like one of the two. Like you just saved like, a family member of mine. And I've, I'm going to go ahead and
1: try my best for you but like, I can't do like, much without... I'm paying it forward but unless yeah. you actually get some money I'm stuck. Yeah. And in comes Jarvis and like uh, Jarvis Morgan I guess uh-huh. and he's like yep that's my aunt uh, here you go here's a, a blank check for two million dollars. You make sure she gets everything that you want, which, by the way, that should also show how dated, like this thing is, because two billion dollars would not cover a lot in today's medical bills. Yeah, it's like here's a shot of morphine. All right, where's the <laughs> other two million? <laughs> you stubbed your toe? <laughs> what The hell is this?
0: This chump is change? Might as well just hand me a bag of Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> Get the hell out of here.
1: <laughs> but he drops, he drops two mil and um, pays for her surgery and gives Peter the chance to go ahead and check with the superhero community and, again, some of the supervillains to see who can save them. So, for the giving her all she's got, Peter Parker lets it all out.
0: Yep, Peter Parker lets it all hang out, man. And uh, the next one we've got is You Broke It, You Bought It. So, after he goes and checks out every single character in the, the universe that he could possibly ask for help to save Aunt May, Peter Parker comes back and then Doctor Strange is like, Well told you, then he leaves, right? Dr. Strange
1: just leaves. Dr. Strange is like, I'm going to go get something. Listen, <laughs> I'm hungry. You want some Wong, chips? <laughs> Wong makes the best chips. He's not my mate or anything, but, you know, he's cool. He like opens
0: that. the best bag of chips. <laughs> we got to go get Wong real quick. So he goes back to get Wong to open the best bag of chips, because his hands are all fucking
1: broken, because he's Dr. Strange. It's <laughs> Just the reason he <laughs> doesn't Do you ever notice that, like, they're going so far to not use the word manservant anymore yeah. <laughs> when they mention Wong? My... Aid Wong Just like Whereas like In the 90s My manservant My Asian manservant it's My Asian
0: manservant In the 80s When AIDS was going around They couldn't even use aid <laughs> Now AIDS is like Kind of under control So it's more like Yeah here's my
1: Under control aid he, he's, he's my uh, Combat trainer Like every which way But like Yeah I, I bought him <laughs> <laughs> He was given to me In the mountains of Tibet <laughs> I fought an
0: iron fist for this. (laughs) (laughs) I outbid it. (laughs) Danny Rand's money was no match for my surgeon cash. (laughs) So then he just leaves and leaves Spider-Man with like these hands of fate or whatever that are just kind of like. That allowed
1: they're the the device that allowed him to splinter time so that he can go to multiple locations, um, at in the same moment. So, being that he hours mattered. Like, the time it would take him to travel to Doctor Doom, at the same time, he can go see Mr. Fantastic, or he can go see, like, Professor X and the mutants. Mm-hmm. And that's just what awesome. gave him
0: the ability to go back and confront, or think that he confront the killer. Yeah. He, and then, that's when he couldn't access anything, I, I, and then he saw a man die again, and then he got almost got ripped to pieces by the Night Stalkers, and then Doctor Strange brought him back, and he's just like, listen, dude, you're not getting this. You are not supposed to be here. I told you not to touch this. Like now, I can't even go back to the place that we were before.
1: You've lost more time
0: because now we've lost more time. So we got to go back to a place where I know I was in my sanctum, so it doesn't disrupt anything. And he goes back, and as soon as they get there, they hear a knock on the door. Then he's just like, "Hold on, I gotta be right back." Long's got my chips, and he goes, back <laughs> and he opens the door and it's Peter Parker standing there from Amazing Spider-Man Volume 2 number 42 I believe is the right one uh, you can d- f- double check down on yourself or you can fuck yourself <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> I'm pretty sure it's 42 yeah. and where it was like a, a really good arc where uh, JMS is actually I think that was the same arc that Spider-Man like went into no actually that wasn't it I was thinking of the school shooter one, which is JMS's second issue when he became a teacher. But he was teaching, and he noticed, like, kids were starting to get abducted, and there was this, like, weird shade guy that was abducting them. So Peter went to go talk to Doctor Strange. Just so happens, the time Doctor Strange went back there was the time that Peter went to go confront him. So he was just like, okay, cool. Uh, But in the regular comic, this is kind of like a continuity thing, there was a uh, text box that said, like, after Doctor Strange was just like, I have an appointment with death. And then he went back in, they were like, coming up in the new miniseries, Doctor Strange and the Dark Hands of Fate, or whatever it was. And they were like, seriously, it's coming. It's a miniseries that hasn't been written yet, but it's totally going to come. And it never came out. So this was JMS trying to like tie in to like a hanging plot thread and to be like, let's close this continuity loop. Uh, and it played off pretty well for what it was. And then, like, Spider Man got rehabilitated, then kind of got kicked off. And as soon as he left the sanctum, that's when he saw the red bird that he got pissed off at, that turned into his daughter.
1: I have to point out ring. one thing in mentioning that you break it, you mm-hmm. bought it. It was probably one of the most badass moments of Spider Man because to activate the hands of fate or what, uh, whatever the relic was, uh dr strange says something in latin
0: oh that's right peter
1: parker is like
0: (sighs) there's one thing that scientists scientists and nerds have in
1: common yeah and that is a passing knowledge of all things latin so he literally activates it by like calling back to all of the latin that he learned in his like biology studies and that's what he was able to activate the hands of fate because Stephen Strange that's one of the reasons Strange is like I'm just going to leave you with this powerful relic. Yeah, he's like what are like, like, the yeah, odds yeah. that you know Latin, a language that's been dead for so long?
0: Like oh shoot, that's right. You're, you're a, a scientist. Nerd. You're a,
1: you're a nerd. <laughs> like oh god, magic's one weakness, nerds. <laughs> 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 so Peter Parker had his badass nerd moment right there where he uses the Latin that he remembered to go ahead and travel back in time and it blows up spectacularly <clears throat> in his face.
0: Yep. And then that brings us to our last of these. It is the Planned Planned Parenthood Parenthood Award, which that little girl that turns into was actually Peter Parker's daughter with Mary Jane, and she's all talking about, like, yeah, I'm smart like my dad, but I really want to be like my mom. She's beautiful. Which, by the way, I think is, like, all the progress he made with Mary Jane being, like, a strong person, that kind of was just, like, her one defining trait is her beauty right there, and I'm like, well...
1: Well, I mean, it wasn't like you get sit there and have the kid talk that much to like really figure out everything. So they had to like get the two quickest acts. You don't want to talk,
0: turn it into Woody from yeah. uh, Ultimate Adventures, where she does nothing, nothing but like smart mouth and yeah. tell bad jokes and stuff. But she she served her purpose. She was there, and then at the end of the vision, she turns into an adult before transforming into Mephisto and then later on there was like the big cliffhanger was just like well you don't, all these other things I showed you were glimpses at possible realities
1: but what I didn't tell you you was, didn't ask the question was like what's the question who is she yeah and that's when he goes and lays the big one on her and says yeah that's uh, <clears throat> that's the daughter that you're never gonna have I took that away from you when yep. you guys agreed to the deal and
0: Peter yeah. Parker just breaks down with Mary Jane and then they're like, okay. And then, whoosh, that's it.
1: <laughs> wax on, wax off. The mm-hmm.
0: And then now, the golden kernel of this whole thing. the Probably the best part of this whole series was actually that uh, It's a Wonderful Life moment where Peter gets to meet all of his selves, or two of his possible selves. The fat nerd Parker, who is just like, uh, kind of like an incel just <laughs> yeah. just but like, programs games and plays games because he controls It's literally
1: everything that's nerdy about Peter Parker.
0: It's that guy guy from... that Jesse Plemons played in the Black Mirror episode where he would put everybody into these games just so he could feel control of it. That's basically who this character was. And then there was the rich douchebag Parker who ran Parker Industries who was different from the other rich douchebag Parker who ran Parker Industries after Dan Slott kind of went into his third relaunch of the thing. But... It was really, really cool getting to see that stuff. And with that being said, we've come to the end of one more day. Like I said, there's no Stacy twins in here, but this was supposed to be the thing that Daunton did it. And especially after we see the toast and everything, we're thinking, okay, we're in the clear. There's no way they're ever coming back again. But, lo and behold, we're going to have Gabriel Stacy showing up next week in a little thing called American Son. Which is part of the brand new day continuity, which makes everyone go, what the
1: fuck? fuck?" I thought we got rid of this one. I
0: thought this guy was useless in just two series. Now he's going to be useless in a third one. But our final
1: recommendations for one more day. Would you recommend one more day? I would definitely recommend one more day. I think it was a great love letter to all things. This isn't Spider-Man's history. It's just Peter Parker's life. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, when they do great Spider-Man stories, mm-hmm. it draws a little bit from all of the stories, you know, villains, milestone events, everything. This didn't feature any of that. I mean, it did have uh, call-outs to all the connections that Parker could have made, um, you know, all of his connections as far as everything that's been happening in the time that since he's been an Avenger, but what was really great was this was a Peter Parker centric story you got to see all the routes or most of the routes that Peter Parker could have taken Um, you got to see like the marriage was on focus there Mm -hmm. and uh, Peter Parker's overbearing guilt so it was a
0: great send off to the marriage and you know what a great closing to an awesome era of Spider-Man that kicked off another awesome era of Spider-Man and you know what I'm going to go ahead and give this a recommendation I say if you've been hearing that this is a bad story I want you to look past the plot synopsis. I want you to look past the Internet Rage because going back and reading this one again, there was, there is not that much that we did not enjoy, if anything, that we didn't look, we enjoy. We read some
1: enough. crap stories. We can tell you that these, this this is not, not crap. Stop. This was
0: made with love, and this yeah. was made with care. And, of course, there are people that are going to agree or disagree. It becomes very political when yeah. you're dealing with stuff like this. But this is objectively, this is a good story. This is a well-written story. One of the better ones in Spider-Man's... Uh, canon, but just because of what it did, it's automatically relegated to the shit bin.
1: And it also throws out um, which, uh, since we're getting close to recommendations, I I think one of the big recommendations is Brand New Day. Mm -hmm. uh, Which also, unfortunately, through the umbrella of One More Day, got shouted in as crap. Yeah. But um, it featured for the for, well, quite a long time, new villains. I mean, Spider-Man had been dealing with Rehashed and revamped villains over and over again, but like you had a litany of hero uh, villains, not some not so great, like Freak, like well, Freak, but Freak is still Freak like was funny. Freak is fun though, like Freak is uh, by the way, Freak is
0: considered one of the worst stories of the brand new day. But if you go back and read it, it's
1: hilarious, it's hilarious. like it's hilariously bad. It's like it's like in the middle of like a Superman run reading a mixed yes Pitlick store, like it's. They're like, oh, this is just taking away from the plot. Yeah, but at the same time, it's a fun issue. But then you got great villains like Menace comes in, which
0: Menace was pretty cool for a while. Uh, Towards the end, it seemed like they 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 didn't know what to do with her. But they did sputter with her. But she was such a strong villain when she debuted. They had Mister Negative come in, who's like one of the better crime bosses, and even better in the PS4 game. Yeah, and we're speaking of the PS4 game. Screwball was introduced, and she is so cool. She's like a uh, media savvy person. Uh, social media where she's just creating crimes just to get followers on social media. And then Which is like, not
1: undifferent from what's going on now where we have like the influencers who were caught in the college scandal. That's basically it, yeah. <laughs> So crime apparently sells.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so it's just like Brand New Day kicked off so much. And even like Craven the Hunter's daughter
1: yeah. was
0: really good too, even though she gets a lot of shit too for being a very weak character. Like it there there was seldom a misstep and they came out 3 times a month with it. See. And a lot of times they even came out with an extra issue a month. So It was like 4 weeks of Spider-Man every single month and the it, the creative team was so on point. And, and like it just it just
1: rocked it out. Yeah. Like well, one of them, I was going to say uh, Paper Doll. Paper uh, Dolls. Honestly, cool. I really like the way and I feel like she hasn't been used a lot, <laughs> but she instantly struck back for any Batman Beyond fans. She was like their version of Ink. Yeah. Just a very dark character with the ability to be anywhere she really seemed know. like
0: she was like a idea that dan Slott had for avengers initiative where he had like the the avengers in training that where everything went yeah. bad and all of them died like <laughs> that right, really. was because it's such a dark like series. the first
1: issue someone gets shot in the head
0: yeah it, it's really good like avengers initiative and then craig kyle and chris yost's um uh new x-men yeah. uh when they did that one like that's such a good comics and then this feels like it was like a holdover idea from that but it still fit really well with Marcos Martín
1: artwork. You kidding me? The only down This was the golden era. The only downside is like I said it's being the how dark the character was it was hard to use it at much because like at some point the consequences would have to really I don't necessarily subscribe to the fact that characters
0: need to be used all the time for them to be like effective because there are certain times where you see a character like it would have been so good if the Stacy twins just sins past that was it yeah because everything else is just like oh man like we're still doing this yeah like you guys are still here
1: well the, the worst part about it was like with the, with the only thing I would say about sins past was like it felt shorted because he wasn't the Grey Goblin for very long yeah that was the only downside. It's like, you're going to be my new heir. You're going to be this. You lost for all of one fight where you get knocked off again. And, and you, you never don the
0: Grey Goblin suit again. And
1: that's that was probably the biggest shame of the, <clears throat> the, the twins was that they introduced a really cool-looking Goblin costume, which was featured in the second story, but not used. Yeah. And then
0: we've got a couple more recommendations mm. we're going to give out. So across the board, one more day, like i mean one more day was a good story super controversial brand new day kicked off another era of it and with writers like dan slot mark guggenheim zeb wells you had bob gale who did the freak like yeah. he was honestly wasn't the best but everything he did was still entertaining so i still liked like, it it was worth the mark morning. wade jumped in joe kelly i uh, mean, joe case uh, no joe kelly Joe Kelly. it was joe kelly uh fred van lente came in for a really good like chameleon story like it rocked on all cylinders yeah and uh, with our recommendations coming in here, um, you also have another Spider-related recommendation to get. Yes,
1: uh, and this one's actually more current, so it shouldn't be too hard to find. Um, but Spider-Man Life Story, which uh, if One More Day was a love letter to all that was Peter Parker's life, Life Story is a love letter to all of Spider-Man's life. Uh, essentially speaking, it's a look at Spider-Man from the starting in the 60s, and every issue is a, a decade and it's chronological there's no reboots uh peter parker ages to peter parker actually <laughs> ages in real time which is something that you know the mainstream comic books will never allow to happen so like you know they just keep revamping the storyline and tweaking like the wars that were going on and, and inspirations but this was no from the 60s to whether it's starting off Strong with what? What should Peter Parker do as Spider-Man? Does he join the Vietnam War? Like, does mm-hmm. he join that effort or not? Like, because what are all the other heroes doing? To you know, then it takes a shift more towards Peter Parker's life, um, and you get to see a, a love letter through all of like all the Spider-Man era from how things were in the '60s to the '70s to the craziness of the '80s to like the overhyped images of the '90s. To thousands to ending off in the 2010s with you know Peter Parker's essentially final story um, and it's just great all across the board uh, it, it falters it does falter a little bit in the, like last, the last, last two issues because it, it they were a little bit awkward. rushed and I think the main problem with that was just writing an aging Peter Parker because there's inconsistencies between what his age is versus what his abilities are yeah. like at one point it's almost given that he's not as powerful as he once was but then he, like, dons a suit and he's good to go. So mm-hmm. a lot of it was rushed, but...
0: And I gotta tell you, it was surprising for me, too, because I did not like Chip Zdarsky's run on Spectacular Spider-Man for most of it. Yeah. Like, he did have, he did get good, like, the last, like, four issues. <laughs> like, he had a good Sandman arc and he had a fucking final, final issue, but that was it. Like, everything else was painful to get through, and it may even be featured sometime on here. Yeah. But Life Story was just like, Chip Zdarsky can write... like damn this is good and i I
1: mean there was so many uh there was a nod to the clone saga mm -hmm. um, which actually uh does a really good job of moving things away from where you think they're headed because um with life story there's a sizable deviation in what is established continuity yeah and you're like well how does this work out like is this going to be like who his love interest is now and then they course correct it in a really messed up way yeah so i was i i it's so good that i don't want to give away even the slightest plot point just pick it up just
0: pick it up read it yeah. I, the first two issues had me completely like the first issue i was just like this is going to be classic and i yeah. still believe even with the uh, the issues that we had in the last uh yeah. two two issues it's still going to be a, a major classic and I hope it does spin off like a whole universe of these stories because there's so many places you can go with.
1: Just go ahead and read it and thank me later. Yeah, like, my, really-
0: my recommendation.
1: <laughs> okay, here we go. And
0: this is a big honking recommendation because I was thinking. I was sitting down, I'm like, man, I'm trying to come up with something. He put his thinking cap on. I really moment. did. I'm like, I want to find something that, like, fits the actual intention of this, which was our heroes are faced with something that they have to stop, and they're going to stop at a means no matter what, and it's going to be something that affects their entire lives moving forward, and the, really, the, I had two things that jumped out. First, whatever happened to the man of tomorrow? Yeah. Of course, that's going to be, it looks like the cap of that, but pfft. Fuck it, right? Because
1: he's <laughs> Who, not a DC guy. Fuck who's that. Alan Moore? Who's Alan Moore?
0: Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. But really, what jumped out me the most was Hickman's new Avengers and Avengers run all the way up through Secret Wars because it opens up with the Illuminati, Doctor Strange, too, which some of the best characterization, Doctor Strange, yeah. seeing an incursion of Earth and realizing all of our Earths, all, our, our universe is about to die, and the only way we can save it is by destroying other universes and then seeing all of the fallout of them having to go underneath everybody because cap doesn't want to do anything most of the heroes don't want to have any part of destroying universes but the illuminati for the most part like namor uh what is it uh black panther they're like on board we're just like if it saves our earth and our universe if it saves a whole universe we've got to kill it's also them and you know we're us (laughs) and it leads up and it leads up and it turns out dr doom is like a major part of it and then it, it like the literal earth like we witness the end of the marvel universe in continuity this isn't some kind of like out of continuity thing the marvel universe actually ends in this and it ends with tony stark and captain america beating the ever-loving hell out of each other and one of the last lines was iron man shooting a pulsar blast straight into captain america's face as everything goes white and then we come back into the Secret Wars universe. Doctor Doom has taken over. And he's not like a malevolent god where he's trying to like just rule just to like mess everything up. He's literally trying to save everything. So the way he could save everything was just by making their own little worlds that were like battle worlds and stuff. And then he's trying his best to hold this world together and becoming a power of a god. And then by the end of it, the entire Marvel Universe is relaunched. And, like, it did change things, like, almost in a very big brand new a day kind of style.
1: So, why he gets away with <clears throat> using this entire arc uh, is that it It's it, the plot points are pretty much point for point the same, just on a grander scale. They're trying to save something that's going to die, and they don't have a lot of options. They try to excise every other option and fail.
0: Ultimately... They all lose their loved ones because of it. Yeah,
1: well, they're losing their loved ones because of it, ultimately... The one that comes out on top and gets what he wants is a villain who puts everything back together the way that he wants it to be viewed. Also, can we acknowledge that this is now the second time that Dr. Doom has managed to take over? He's not a bad guy! He's not. He actually does a good job of running things. That's the
0: thing, it's just the way he goes about things he's just, just a, pisses people off so he's much. He's just a
1: jerk the entire time. Yeah. Like if he ran things and didn't put his name on it, they'd probably be happy. Are, there, there are was... you
0: making a case for Trump being a good president? No,
1: not even at all. <laughs> I'm making a case that we should find someone like Dr. Doom. <laughs> <or something. laughs> I am not even going there. So. <laughs> you might as well have freak run for the for the country.
0: <laughs> Again, this isn't a political podcast. No, fuck Trump. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but I, I forgot what the storyline was where he amplifies the Purple Man's power and takes over the entire world. And like some of the heroes break away from the conditioning, but wasn't it
0: the original Secret Wars?
1: No, no, no. This was like no Secret Wars. He won. He did take over and use the, the this, but that was there was a, a storyline. It was like. Oh, I, 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 it was a very short storyline I'm, I'm trying to remember what it was but essentially he takes over the world by amplifying Purple Man's powers and some of the heroes kind of like start resisting but essentially he gives up because it's boring because mm. <laughs> you beat everybody and everybody does what he says it's boring so he just gives all the power like he just get, lets the heroes win but secretly, he gave up, And yeah. then in this one, he actually takes over and manages to create this world made up of other worlds that he's holding together... But,
0: no, I love what he does with the thing. I
1: was gonna say, but he's a dick. Yeah, he's a so, dick. So like,
0: like, so he's like married to Sue Storm. Uh, Franklin and Valeria are his kid. kids in this one. So he basically takes the life that he wanted to have, but he can't find Reed Richards. Well, because
1: Reed is technically stuck on like a space arc, like yep. frozen in time. So he turns Thing into a literal wall protecting. He's
0: the shield. He's the shield he that the protects shield.
1: the land from the outlands where all the awful shit is. So all day, the shield is getting attacked by, like, awful shit. And he's just, like, stuck at the rock.
0: Then at the end, he, like, comes to life and just beats the Ever-11 hell out of, like, whatever came after him. I can't quite remember. Was it, like, Bruce Banner or something? Yeah. Like, the whole came after him. But everything was so good in that arc. Super long. It's, like, 96 issues. There is not... Actually, I can't say there's not an issue wasted because most of the Avengers one is kind of wasted. No. I, <laughs> because there's a lot of filler in his Avengers run. But f- New Avengers? Yeah. There's not a single I- issue that does not like take if, it for granted.
1: If you really want to mm-hmm. like, uh, the, uh, go ahead and get the good parts of it, get the Secret Wars, the main storyline. Secret
0: Wars Infinity. Yeah. It is massive. It's a 22-issue story. But it is seriously one of the most epic crossover, like, big event comics I've ever read, standing up there with Hickman's Secret Wars, like, yeah. and the, just the balls and the scope of everything to relaunch the entire Marvel Universe and have it not be a crisis event, yeah. where everything was rebooted, they just kind of, like, brought Miles Morales into the Marvel Universe and stuff like that, like, they made little changes, ended the Ultimate Universe, and just, like, altered the landscape without changing all the characters, very much like One More Day And the did. best
1: part is, no superheroes have to punch any walls to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's exciting. That's right, GTA. Jason Todd. <laughs> Come at me. Come at me, Superboy Prime. All right, guys. With that said, this
0: was one more day, and if I had my druthers, I would spend several more days reading this one. This was good. Yeah. Don't believe your friends. Don't believe your families. They know nothing. Read this. Enjoy it. Form your own opinions. Because, yeah. like, honestly, if stuff on the list was as good as this, like our podcast is going to be the easiest thing we ever have to do. Yeah. Right? So uh, next time we come back, we're jumping back in with the Stacy Twins. Uh, t- t- Stacy Twins. Just Gabriel. The Stacy Child because at this point, I don't think Sarah's just done. I think Sarah was the only one that was retconned out of continuity with a. She was
1: a She's working for Interpol so she may as well she's be. She's in France
0: somewhere yeah. just like eating baguettes and doing nothing. You know she's going to pop up one of these days and I'm going to be like, God damn it. God, son of my bitch. <laughs> 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 Uh, when we read American Son, the miniseries, not the, the uh, storyline that ran in the uh, regular Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. So it's uh, the miniseries by uh, uh, Brian Reed, and it ran four issues, and I want you guys to go ahead and check that out if you can, because next week when we come back, we're going to be discussing that big time and seeing exactly where Gabriel Stacy leaves off after he does nothing for two complete story arcs. And uh, not going to spoil too much for you, but... Uh, I don't think it changed my opinion. Let's go ahead, guys. In the meantime, my name is Nick. My name is Bruno. And good night and Feliz navidad. Oh God, it burns.